Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome inside the fan studios. It's a beautiful day. Sun is shining. Lots of sports on the agenda. You might go outside, do a little work around the house, or hit a golf ball or two. Who knows? But it's a great day to do just about everything. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Bob Pompiani here. Joel Nelson behind the glass taking your calls at 412-928-9370. It's also the number of the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township or visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Our show brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. PNC Bank. Go out and make today the day. Number one Cochran. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochran.com. We talked a lot about football. We continue that conversation. If you'd like to wage in, uh, all you got to do is call 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on Twitter at KD Pomp. Uh, we will talk about Philadelphia beating Kansas City because that's how I see it going down. Philadelphia will win the Super Bowl championship. And, you know, this question is an interesting one. A friend of mine, Joel, asked me this. He said, do you think Patrick Mahomes has a lot to prove in this Super Bowl? My answer is yes, and here's why. Uh, despite what, and, and he's to me still first battle Hall of Fame already from what he's done. But okay, in the two Super Bowl, uh, the two appearances, this will be his third. He's not exactly been the guy who is you know done most of the work offensively. Yes, he's the quarterback, but I kind of liken it to the criticism that Ben Roethlisberger gets in the Seattle Super Bowl that. You know, he wasn't the reason they won. Kansas City has done a lot of good things in the postseason, and they certainly did when he did. But I, this is a year without Tyreek Hill, for example, and without they still have a very good, you know, source of uh, offensive talent. But I want to see Patrick Mahomes go out and do something like you know clearly that it was his Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. Nobody else did. He needed. Um, just some time to throw some passes, whatever the case may be. So from that point of view, I would say, yes, he does have something to prove. Um, and you're also judged by how many Super Bowl wins you're going to get when you when you reach the level that he's reached. You know what I mean? How many do you win? Um, he has a chance to do it today, but this defense is going to make it real tough on him. That's why I like the Eagles. I think they're going to do something to limit him, make a turnover or two, and then their game, which is run the football, dominate time of possession, is going to just make it impossible for him to get back in the game after they fall behind early. That's the way I see it. Do you think that's wrong? No. Do you- I think that everything is valid right there. Philadelphia's defense is, you know, we talk about Jalen Hurts, their big-time pass catchers, their run game, their defense. 
Hassan Raddick and company, they are quite the dudes on that defense. And we saw Kansas City's offensive line crumble two years ago. And so I'm sure Philadelphia is going to try and make that happen again this time around. Yeah, um, I just think they have too many weapons all over the place on both sides of the field. I do. And I also think their defense, Kansas City's, with the younger guys they have in the secondary, is going to be really tested down the field. I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Sirianni and his offensive people come out and decide to attack down the field and see what they have. Young guys, test them. We got, you know, they spent a lot of money and uh, draft equity on A.J. Smith. They got Devonta, or A.J. Brown. They have Devonta Smith. They have Dallas Garden. They have people who, who, aside from their run game, can make it very difficult on opponents. So, Unless they self-destruct, I think you're going to see Philadelphia win that game. All right, I do want to talk a little bit about baseball just because we're getting closer. The Pirates are going to open up spring training. Coming up this week, February 15th, is the first workout for pitchers and catchers. First full square uh, squad workout is the 20th. Um, all right, so they've been a busy team in terms of bringing in people. I wouldn't necessarily qualify most of these people as guys who are going to make a huge difference. But Rich Hill is a 40 40- how old is he? 43-year-old pitcher. He's left-handed. And he's he's actually done okay. I mean, he's he can be somebody who can come into that lineup and help them, the rotation. Carlos Santana, veteran hitter, you know. Vince Velasquez, okay, he's got a resume. Austin Hedges will be their catcher to start. G-Man Choi is going to work into the – although he's unhappy that he wasn't able to go to the World Baseball Classic because the Pirates won't let him. Um, and then, of course, Andrew McCutcheon. They'll be improved. They should be improved, but they should take a big step too. Um, and, and the big step for me would not necessarily be wins. What I consider a big step this season for them, because they're not going to win unless they pull a Jeff Capel and come out of nowhere and become a wild card team that you wouldn't expect. To me, how you judge this team is how many of these pay, these people I'm about to mention to you will become significant people by the end of the season so that you know going into next season they're going to be here. Number one, Henry Davis, number one overall pick catcher. He needs to jump up here, become the starting catcher, um, and, and sooner rather than later. Number two, Quinn Priester. He's a guy who a lot of people believe can be a you know high-end rotation pitcher. Needs to show it, get him up here. Nick Gonzalez, I've heard both on him. Now, there may not be a position for him right now with what they've done because Castro has taken an opportunity to become their starting second baseman, and he's done that, and that's good. I like competition. I like people coming up. These guys, are it's time. I want to see them come up here and play and play well. And if it's not Henry Davis, then Andy Rodriguez, the other catcher down there. they got to come up with people. And, again, Austin Hedges is a stopgap. He's a good defensive guy, can hit, and that's fine. Uh, Lavero Peguero is another guy who's in their rotation, but uh, not rotation, in their starting nine, but, you know, he may not have a position. If they're going to keep Cruz where he is at short, where do you play him? Uh, Mike Burroughs, talking about pitchers, a guy who, you know, you hear a lot about these guys, as we did with Mitch Keller when he was coming up. It's taken Mitch some time, but now he's looks like he's going to be the ace of the staff and hopefully a good ace of this staff. These are the guys, to me, a win for this season for the Pirates would be improving, yes, from a wins and loss perspective, but also you got to show me that five, six guys can come up here and become solid, absolutely core pieces by the end of the season. That's how I would look at this season, and that's what I would consider to be a win. Your thoughts, 412-928-9370. Uh, concerning the Pirates, um, you know, all I know is you look at some of these teams that are spending money and they're not stopping. You Darvish has got $108 million. He's going to be 42 years old at the end of it. San Diego doesn't care. They're just spending money. And, again, 
this is my my large complaint with Bob Nutting. There are no limitations to what he can spend. Uh, and if you want to improve, spend more money. That's how you improve, I think. It doesn't mean you're going to win a championship, but you can get better at certain areas. To me, the starting indication that Bob Nutting is is in on this right now is to sign Brian Reynolds. Get it done. It's it's actually a very affordable price for someone of his caliber. Uh, he's 27. You know, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes being young at 27 in a sport that's far more violent than baseball. 27 in baseball is like 21 in the NFL. He's a young guy still who can play. Sign him. Get it done. Just give him 160 million, whatever it takes. It's not your money. Don't worry about how it's spent. It should be spent. 412-928-9370. Penguins, in case you missed it last night, you might have been out. You might have been having a couple of pops. Whatever the case may be, they were in action in Anaheim, and they dominated a bad hockey team. 59 shots on goal for the Penguins, 25 in the first period, and they beat Anaheim 6-3. to P.O. Joseph had a couple of goals on a night where Chris Letang could not go. I'm not sure. They said it was an illness, whatever that illness is. They play again tonight. Uh, they're going to need him more tonight than they would last night. But Joseph had a good game. Evgeny Malkin, 1,200 career points, two assists in that game. So he's the third player in Penguins history to get that many and the fourth active player behind Crosby, Ovechkin, and Patrick Kane for that. The Penguins are in a tough situation when it comes to trading, acquiring and doing something like the Rangers did the other day with Vladimir Tarasenko, who came in immediately, and three minutes into his first game, he scored. They put him on the line with Panarin and Zabinijad. That's a really top-end line, boy. And they have Kreider they can throw in there on the power play. You know about Adam Fox. They got young guys with Lafreniere and Kako Capo. And these, I mean, they come at you a lot of different ways. Not to mention your favorite, Jacob Truba, who's hitting people left and right. And by the way, Last week, there were two hits in a game that got a lot of people riled up. Those were both clean hits, I thought. Clean hits. Um, it's one thing to cross a line. I remember Alf Samuelson once said, talking to him, and he, he took it all. He said, there's a line. He always talked about the line. And he said, I play to the line. Sometimes I cross the line, but I play up to the line. And that's what made him a fan favorite here. you know. And so that's what Jacob Truba does. He plays up to that line. He's a dirty player. I don't think there's any question. I think Brad Marchand's a dirty player. There are a lot of dirty players I would want on my team just because you need dirty players, unfortunately, in the, in the NHL. If I had a choice to have Jacob Truba, I'd take him. I know people wouldn't want that because of what he did last year to Crosby and others. He does cross the line, but he also takes it right to the line, and he did with a couple of massive hits last week. One specifically on Nazem Kadri that knocked his helmet off and got people all riled up. It got them off their game. And the Rangers end up winning the game. The point is, he does that. And he's the captain of their team for a reason. You may not like him, but, you know, Vincent Trocek will tell you how he likes him. He's on that team now, too. They got a lot of good players on that Rangers team. So the question is, what do the Penguins do? What can they do? Who do you trade? Ron Hextall has said, no, he's not going to trade his number one pick. Why not? If you're the Penguins and you're trying to win now because you have a team that is dominated by older guys who've been here and still have the pedigree to win. Why not trade the number one pick? If that's a way of getting somebody who can help you, you throw in somebody else and you tell that team, hey, I'll give you my number one pick. As much as I hate to do it, I'll give it to you. However, you have to pick up a contract that you may not like because I got to get rid of some money or pay help pay me on whatever you're bringing in. You know, they did that with the Tarasenko deal. Blues are going to pick up half of his salary. So there's ways around this. Ron Hextel is going to be tested here in the next coming days. 
to see what happens on this March 3rd trade deadline, which is just a couple of weeks away. But teams are going to be pushing. Already the Islanders did that with Bo Horvat, and he scored in his first game. He's he's the kind of guy who can make a difference for them, and I would imagine other teams are going to do the same. Don't be surprised if Washington makes a deal. They're right now second behind the Penguins. Penguins have jumped over them with the number one wild card, which means right now they'll take on Carolina, not Boston, whatever that means. Both teams are really good, and they'd be underdogs in both. But the key for the Penguins is to get Tristan Jari back. Will he be back tonight? I don't know. We will certainly find out because they're going to need help. They're going to need stability and goal. And Casey DeSmith, although he played well against Colorado the other night and well last night largely until the end, um, he can't be your starting goaltender, I don't think, heading into a playoff series. All right, welcome back as we continue here on a Saturday morning up until Pitt Panther pregame show on the network coming up at 11.30. Pitt taking on Florida State today. Uh, Interesting question. Chris Isaacs hits me up on Twitter. At KD Pomp, he said, Bob, if you were the Steelers GM, what free agent from another team would you like? Well, I'd, first of all, I'd have to look at inside linebackers I, I, and without giving you one specific name. That's an area I would like to look at just because I think they obviously need help. I'm not convinced that Miles Jack is what they need either. So you might be looking for two in that position. Jack is signed, I know, but, I mean, he hasn't made a significant play Um really, when it comes to game-changing plays that I can remember all this year, and he hadn't done it for quite a few years, which is why I think Jacksonville wanted to part ways with him. Uh, Having said that, he's been better than Devin Bush, who will find work elsewhere, somewhere, at a very low cost, I'm sure. You know, people talk about Tremaine Edwards. I'm wondering about Tremaine Edwards as an inside linebacker um, and the cost involved. I really like him, although I don't know that he had his best game in the playoff loss that they sustained. But he's looking for, you know, probably $15 million a year. And again, you're going to have to assess what you have um, and how much you're willing to spend on a position. Because this draft comes into play. If you can find someone in the draft who can do that, fine. You might still be okay with that person. If you expect a rookie to come in and play immediately, that's hard to do. And Miles Jack. Or you can look for somebody in free agency like a Tremaine Edwards. And there are other guys as well. It may be lesser cost than that. Um, TJ Edwards from the Eagles is a guy who's another guy, you know, when, once this is over, uh, he's going to be in a position of cashing in somewhere. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a position I would certainly look at. I think it's fascinating when you look at two positions in particular in free agency, this does not take into account the Steelers specifically, but all these quarterbacks now who are looking for money. And I'm going to start with Geno Smith. I just asked Joel to look back and make sure he – I think he is an unrestricted free agent. He signed a one-year deal last year <clears throat> for $3.5 million. See, Seattle was, because they only had one year left with him, and he, had, at age 32, I think he is, had never really established himself as anything but a backup. And I thought when Seattle chose, they were going to pick a quarterback, whether it was Pickett or Willis or who – they chose nothing there in terms of quarterback. So Geno Smith is the guy they gave the opportunity to, thinking, I'm sure, that, okay, he's going to be our quarterback. I don't know if we're going to be at a Super Bowl. They just got rid of Bobby Wagner and others. And you know, and they get to the playoffs, and he turns out to be the comeback player of the year. And he was legitimately the comeback player of the year. And I say that not because he was injured. Some people connotate that as injury, like you have to be injured to be comeback player of the year. I don't think so. I don't know how many touchdown passes Geno Smith had before this past season where he had 30 and was the best accuracy passer in the NFC, but it wasn't much. He was not playing all that much. He was kind of a backup, and that was it. So that's you talk about comeback from that, that's a comeback player of the year. Anyway, now he's in a position to cash in. 
So the question is, if you're Seattle at age 33, would you give him a long-term deal? And if so, how much are you willing to pay? He's still he's still eligible to be franchised if they do that. But I'm thinking it's going to be around 38 to $39 million a year, right? That seems to be the going rate if you're willing to do it. Um, complicating that are two other quarterbacks that I think are out there as free agents. Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. You know, he was good this year, better, but in the playoff game, I think you saw some of his shortcomings and mistakes, something that uh, I think Brian Dable had gotten rid of uh, prior to that game. But anyway, he's a free agent. How much is he worth? The, the, the numbers are all going to be the same. The, the numbers are going to be in the 30s uh, for these kind of guys. And then, you know, you may want to take a chance on Garoppolo. Jimmy G is out there as well because he's not coming back there. They got Purdy, and they're also going to have Trey Lance – Health, healthy, they're going that direction. And I don't, didn't even throw in Lamar Jackson and what is going to happen with his situation. So those are going to be the most intriguing things. Running backs have been in diminished position in free agency, but there are two of them who you have to consider are going to be you know, cashing in. One would be Josh Jacobs from uh, the Raiders. They did not pick up his fifth-year option, and he had the best year of his career, one of the best years of any running back, and then Saquon Barkley. But again – you know, mileage, all the wear on those tires, on those wheels. How much does it take a toll? And the position itself has not been one of those featured positions when it comes to, to making big money. How much would you give a running back on a multi-year deal? I don't know what the answer is. I think the franchise tag for one of them is like 10, which is low for, for, for as much as you touch the ball. But those two guys are out there as well. So uh, that's a long way of answering your question. I'm sorry about that, Chris, on Twitter. My answer would be for the Steelers to go after an inside linebacker in free agency. If I can get an offensive lineman who I think would be somebody who can come right in and help me, and I still would draft one eventually, but it would take the pressure off me drafting one in the first round if I can get one in free agency. Again, the problem with that, if you're going to go out there, you're going to spend 15 to $19 million a year on that. So... You know, bottom line is you got to go out and, and investigate, and there are a lot, there's 100 free agents out there. So it depends on how much money and what you're willing to spend. But without a doubt, the Steelers, I think, have got to lock up Cam Sutton because he's been very good. He plays every down with them, and he may not be a typical pure shutdown guy, but he's a really good guy to have on your team. I don't know what the price is going to be, but I would start there. They need an inside linebacker, whether it's um, – a trade, whether it's signing somebody, they need somebody. They got to help. And they have to also address their defensive line. It's not getting any younger. You know, Alu Alu's not going to be there this year. Cam's getting up. They're all still still very productive. Um, and but you you got to have more guys. And so these these are going to be the challenges ahead for Omar Khan and Andy Weidel. Jeffrey Twervbut. I don't know if I said that right, Jeffrey. It's T V E R B U T. He says, question, where would you recommend a best place to go indoors to golf around Robinson Green Tree other than Top Groff? Ooh, around Robinson Green Tree. That's, I mean, Neville Island is a good place. If you want a good place that you just drive up 79 and get to Cranberry, the Turn Club is a great place. Um, it's, it's a new place. It's right off 228, I think. Uh, easy to find. But, man, that's golf simulators I'm talking about. Indoor, where you could play any course. I was up there a couple of weeks ago. We played uh, Muirfield Village, one of my favorite golf courses. And uh, the food there is unbelievable. So check out the Turn Club if you want a good place. Indoors, around Robinson, Green Tree. You know, I go to Scally's around here. 
but also the Neville Island Dome is a good place to go just because it's indoors. Uh, cool Springs, you know, is another, there are a lot of good places to go. But I certainly recommend the Turn Club for indoor simulator golf with great food and beverage. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. I want to thank PNC Bank once again, number one Cochrane. Go one better with number one Cochrane. All right, welcome back, everyone. We continue live right here inside the fan studios, 412-928-9370. That's also the number of the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. Make sure you text us with your thoughts. If you don't want to call, you can also hit me up on Twitter, at KD Pump. We're talking a lot about a whole bunch of stuff, including the Super Bowl, the Penguins, who won last night 6-3 over Anaheim. How about this Pirates starting lineup? Uh, someone had asked me, what do you think it should be, or will it be? Well, I mean, there are a lot of things that still have to happen, but based on what I think is going to happen, O'Neill Cruz leading off, right? Even though that's not your normal kind of leadoff hitter, but he puts the ball in play and he's extremely fast, so I like that. Brian Reynolds batting second. Brian Hayes hitting third. I guess you'd put G-Man Choi fourth or Carlos Santana fourth, but if it's G-Man Choi playing first and followed with Andrew McCutcheon, Carlos Santana, Jack Sawinski, a guy we haven't talked about, who led, I think that he led them in home runs. Either him or Reynolds, I can't remember, but he had a lot of home runs. Rodolfo Castro has established himself as at least a guy going in as second baseman, and then Austin Hedges batting ninth. 412-928-9370. Again, is that number to call? Let's go back to the phone lines, and we have Ed in Kennedy Township. Ed, how you doing? Good. Hey, you know, there's so much movement going on in professional sports, especially in the NBA. I wonder what happens to the Brooklyn Nets. Durant went to Phoenix. Phoenix looks really tough now. In Dallas, you've got uh, Doncic and uh, Kyrie. There's only one basketball. How are they going to work that out? Well, I mean, the NBA is a different breed. They're a different kind of, you know, these guys demand trades, get traded, move out. At one point, not too long ago, Brooklyn had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, and everybody thought it was going to be a machine that rolls. So be careful what you wish for. Just because those guys get in there doesn't mean they're going to be the kind of team that it takes to win. Um, so, you know, under the radar goes Milwaukee, a team that doesn't hasn't done much, but they have a team that's played together all season long. There's a lot to be said for that. Kyrie Irving has been complainer ever since he's been, and he's gone to how many teams now in the last, four, he's been with four teams in three years. He just keeps moving, and he's such a talented guy, you'd wonder why he's never happy, but he's never happy. Kevin Durant is never happy. Um, <clears throat> I hope they both lose. I don't want to see any of those teams win. I want to see Dallas go backwards. I want to see Durant get hurt, and I want to see them give up all their draft picks and then find out the Brooklyn Nets in five years from now are champions because they drafted wisely with eight first-round picks in the next three years. That's what I is want to see happen. Brooklyn, is that how Brooklyn gets on this, is draft picks? They got No, they got uh, Cam Johnson from here, uh, Our Lady of the Sacred Heart. He's a really good player, going to cash in on a – and then they got Mikhail Bridges, who's a really good player, to go with some younger players they already have there. Um, by the way, the, the, it's funny to me. The night that they traded Durant – this is after Kyrie. The night that they traded, they took on Chicago Bulls. A friend of mine called me up and he said, oh, man, this is an obvious bet. I'm going to take the Bulls. I said, okay, whatever. Well, the Nets beat him without any of those guys. And be careful, again, what you wish for there. They have some talent. Now, they're going to get a lot of number one picks coming in. Just like Oklahoma City, don't be surprised in the next two years if you see them move up, not unlike Memphis has done. But I don't know why these guys are so unhappy. They're making buku bucks. Why do you got to complain all the time? Makes no sense to me. Man, who's going to control the ball in Dallas with Kyrie and Doncic in the same lineup? Well, see, that that can also be a problem because both guys want to take the last shot, so to speak, you know, be the guys. Doncic, you got to defer to him, I would think. 
Kyrie Irving could do a lot to help him too, though. There's no question. Talent is is there. Uh, and if Kyrie were just somebody who didn't get in all kinds of off the court shenanigans, then you know you'd say, man, it's a good guy to have on your roster. But he, you know, how long will he last in Dallas now? And will that make the difference? Mark Cuban bet a lot that this would be the difference that they need in a very competitive Western Conference. So I don't know. Uh, with regard to Durant, I mean, he's going to a team that has Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Deontay Ayton. Uh, not to mention some other pretty decent players off the bench, but uh, it's not automatic that they come in there and immediately win. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to work out. Yeah, Mark Cuban's going to buy the parts, right? <laughs> uh, that's, I wish he would. I wish <laughs> I wish somebody would. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, Ed. Yeah, I, I mean, the NBA is – I look at the Eastern Conference, and I'm not sure – you know, I, I – I want to think that Milwaukee's still my pick, like it is yours, Joel, because they've stayed together, they play well together as a team, they understand one another, and they know their roles. There's a lot to be said for that. Boston's kind of a team going in a different direction right now. I, I Early on thought they were going to be a really good team once again. They still might be, but I'm not betting on them. Um, who else is in the East? Philadelphia, pff, I, I, I've been shot down too much from them, although – Embiid is having just an unbelievable year, and he's really become a guy who can do everything from shoot threes to go inside. Obviously, do a lot there. Um, so that's you know. But again, I don't I don't like James Harden. He's too too many things about him I don't like. So I'm not going to bet on Philadelphia. Mike in Uniontown is our next caller, though. I'm going to bet on Mike. What's going on, Mike? How are you? Hey, Bob. I agree with you, Philly winner. You know they say you bet with your wallet, not your heart. <clears throat> and I, I heard a statistic the other day, which I didn't know. Philly has most quarterback sacks ever made except for the 85 Bears. And yep. the Bears back then played a lot less games, too, you think about it. Yeah, they're they're destroying that number. 78, I believe, is the number already in one year. And, um, and that's what they do. They come after you. And they also have good linebacker play. They, have a, they, they don't have many weaknesses in their defense, which is why it's going to be a handful for Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't be surprised if what you saw in that 31-9 loss that he sustained uh, at the hands of Tampa Bay – uh, you're going to see that maybe him running around a little bit. And if he's not capable of running around, although two weeks off with that ankle, he should be okay, um, that could be a problem. Because their offensive line was not a good matchup for Tampa Bay several years ago. And so now what do you got? You got uh, another defense that's capable of coming after and dominating their offensive line. Yeah, as far as, K- as, far as uh, KC, Kelsey, you know, they they can pretty much take care of him if he's if he's going to be the you know, 40, 40 percent of their offense. Well, that's that's why Kansas City has to come up with somebody else. It can't just be him. Uh, he had fourteen catches, I think, in their last game. He was the only right. option, mostly that you saw for Patrick Mahomes. They're going to need some other guys. You know, Kadarius Tony. They acquired him. He, you know, they need him to do well. They need Juju Smith Schuster to do well. They need Pacheco out of the backfield to do well. They need Martez. Valdez Scantling to come up with plays, and he has. He's made some. They got to because you know Philadelphia's going to do their best to try to limit whatever Kelsey. You won't stop it, but you can limit it a little bit, and so that's going to be how they have to figure that out. Hey, do you think the Steelers will uh, boost up that offensive line as they were gelling towards the end? Yeah, because you need depth, absolutely. Whether it's free agency, drafting, or both. Um, you know, Mike. My, my my whole thing here is if they get into the first round. And there is a talented tackle somewhere on that board. They got to take him. I want that guy. Right. And you know, Dan Moore has progressed, and I don't think for a reason that he can't be a contributor. But he's better 
maybe as someone to come in or move him to guard if they have issues there still. Who knows? But you can't have enough guys. And last year they were lucky in that they didn't get any substantial injury to any of their offensive linemen. You know how it goes. If you get two, three of those, like Cincinnati found out this year, you can definitely have some issues there. So you think Green will be going they need a linebacker? Who did you say again? Green. Yeah. What's Kevin Green for the linebacker, middle linebacker? No. Who was Bruce Tillers? No. I mean, Who's the middle linebacker? Devin Bush. I'm sorry, but Kevin Bush. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Uh, they won't bring him back. If they do, it's going to be a very small price. They need to fill that void, and I think Miles Jackson also not done enough big place, quote, splash stuff that they need. But thanks, Mike, for the call. They got a lot of work to do, as do most NFL teams. Uh, the AFC is going to be very talented and loaded with a lot of tough quarterbacks to deal with. And I think the Steelers are in a decent position offensively. I do. As long as Matt Canada can expand on what he, what they're doing, everyone seems to think that he's still the guy who can help Kenny Pickett the most. We'll see. He has one year left on a contract, and this will be the prove-it deal for him uh, before they have to make an ultimate decision whether to extend or get rid of him. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. 412. 928-9370. It's time for fan weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Silverados and Colorados are back in stock with a great selection. Stop in online, sunchevy.com today. Look outside your window. You'll be happy. It's sunny, and it's going to be that way off and on. Some clouds, high of 43 tonight, partly cloudy, low of 27. Temperatures in the 50s tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, they're expecting the temperatures to creep up near 70 once again. My goodness, we have not had a winter at all, and I'm happy about that. I feel bad for the ski resorts because I know a lot of people like to do that. But, man, um, as far as no traffic issues to deal with, no icy conditions, we haven't had any of that, and hopefully that will continue. Thank you once again to our sponsors, BNC Bank. Make today the day, number one Cochrane. Go one better, ride in style with number one Cochrane. We'll be back for 30 more minutes of this program before we send it over to the pit Network broadcast of the pregame show, Pitt and Florida State. That tip-off coming up at noon right here on your home for Panther Sports, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 